It is time to talk to the president and CEO of the Diamondbacks, Derek Hall, who joins us right now on the Coulter Automotive Group Sports Line. Derek, thanks for the time. How are you today? Doing okay. How are you, Vinny? And and by the way, Bick, I, I think the uh, rookie quarterback's going to be okay tonight at home. I know, do yeah, you? We'll see, but yeah. But what what do I know? Uh, no. We're fifty six games under five hundred. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, How do I know? well, that is good. But who's counting, Derek? Yeah, well played, D. That is yeah. excellent. Um, in term- I, I, I actually do though. I think he's going to be okay tonight. It'll be interesting. We'll see. But, uh, uh, bold move. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, but apparently Derek's not a believer in the Carolina Panthers yet. I just can't I, see the. Te- I don't know. I just can't see the Texans going to two and one. The Texans. They're supposed to go zero and seventeen. A lot of veterans, a lot of veterans, and we'll see. They're at home. That makes a difference. But uh, yeah, I, you know, good picks all around. I'll say that. And and I just, uh, Bick, I'm just focused on the rookie tonight. We'll see. No, it's okay. It's all good. In, in terms of your season, you mentioned it: fifty six games under five hundred, forty eight wins at this point, <laughs> ten games left. Uh, it's just one of those seasons. I think everybody wants to go away. But but I'm curious in the whole process and in looking forward in that washing away process, Derek. When a season goes this off the rails, how much of a head start do you get on strategic planning for for 2022 when you have a season like this? Yeah, good question, and you have to, Vince. I've I've never, actually, I've never been through a a season like this in in 30 years in baseball, not this bad. Um, And, you know, I feel terrible for our fans. They deserve better, obviously, and we've got to turn it around. So you, you have to start thinking ahead of time and early enough and, as soon as uh, the the final day of the season comes, we're we're going to be looking towards next year, and I think we've already done a lot of that. We did some pre planning, as you know, in the middle of the season, and we pivoted a little bit. And we're we're trying to get guys as much experience as we can, and and we're we're going to have to you know fulfill that roster as best we can. We've got some holes. We now see that we have to make some improvements when it comes to pitching, and and we've got to do a better job with the guys that we have on the roster because we know they're good players and they have to play the ball or play baseball fundamentally and, and pick up the ball, throw the ball, make plays. And we haven't done a lot of that either. So it's, um, you know, there, there's a lot to do. There's a lot of work ahead of us, but we're up for the task for sure because uh, everybody deserves better. All right, I was watching last night and, and I was watching Josh Van Meter get swallowed up at third base. And, and I thought, man, this is defensively. I don't recognize these Diamondbacks. You guys have never struggled, struggled like this. And then I read a piece from Nick Pecoro today talking about how positional versatility is something that you guys are really going to put in the crosshairs going forward. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important. It really is to have guys that can move all over the place. But but then again, there's also something to be said about guys that, as you know, Bick, that are in the lineup every day in the same position or same spot in the batting order. Um, you know, it depends which way you want to go there. But I, I do think versatility gives you a lot of options, and, and that's the way Tori is. He likes to have a number of guys on the bench who can play different positions. He can make substitutions and, and switches throughout the game depending on matchups, and, and um, that's something that we've tried to create. And we do have a number of guys on that roster right now who can play infield, can play outfield. They're, they can play corner positions. Um, you know, you, you look at Varsho alone. I mean, mm-hmm. this kid has been all over the all over the diamond, and he's done a great job, as has Faven Smith and Van Meter, like you just mentioned. But I do think that's that's important. You have so many guys that can play so many positions, yet when they're that young, you know, you also want to take pressure off them and not have them out there worried about their defense. Um, the irony in all that, it, you know, and you talked about watching the game last night. I mean, Bick, I, I, uh, we were in D.C. for our annual congressional dinner, so I figured I'd just shoot down to Atlanta and see my daughter, who's on a soccer team, uh, college soccer team play last night. So I'm at a restaurant late last night. Here I am in Atlanta watching our game, 
the place is going crazy. I'm throwing stuff. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, the irony is the Braves are, are playing in, in, in Phoenix, and I'm watching here, and I'm getting swallowed up as well by the entire restaurant. <laughs> wow. That's something. Yeah. All right, I, I want to ask. I want to ask you this because Vinny and I talked about this yesterday, and I know that you guys are very proud, and I know that that you that you're trying very hard to field a winning baseball team, and I know that this is not an easy time for you guys. But a lot of people have been pinging me about keeping this team accountable, and and why isn't anybody getting all over this owner? Let me just ask you a Ken Kendrick question because uh, he's been ridiculed for his political donations, and and he's been the steward of a team that's struggling again. Are you? getting the requisite commitment from ownership that you need to win baseball games and to be a successful baseball team? Yeah, I, I definitely believe so. I mean, the great thing about Ken is he, he allows people to do their jobs. And, and we have, you know, we've put together a good baseball operations staff, and we believe in accountability, but also, you know, making sure that they, they feel like they have the autonomy to do what they want. And he just always asks for the right to reserve judgment and, and make decisions based on, on, on the judgment that they've displayed so i i think ken's been uh, he's been great he uh, in the past i mean he myself others you know in baseball historically would overreact in a season like this yet we know a lot has gone wrong we know that there's been injuries at play we know there's been some bad luck at play we know that you know others have some personal issues that we've we've got to get through and family issues and mm-hmm. we will he's been very supportive no i i think probably the other way, Dan, I mean, if you look at um, our situation and, and, and I've said reset all year long, I'm not so sure that Kim would be up for that because I think Kim wants to push the envelope. He wants to mm-hmm. win so bad. He's so competitive. He would, he would say, let's stretch the payroll. Let's do all we can, you know, at the trade deadline and get more talent. And I think others have said, let's tap the brakes and make sure we we're doing the right thing here for, you know, the yeah. long haul, and, and he's willing to go any direction. But I think, I think yes, he, well, he's been yeah. very supportive. And Zach Granke, was his, uh, that was his idea, so I think you're right. I yeah. think his natural tendencies is to go for it when maybe you guys have never properly rebuilt this thing and dealt with those, those, uh, the issues that go with that. Yeah, I think, I think the tough part, Dan, is we're sort of in, you know, it's that no man's land, right? Should you really be in the middle? You haven't really committed to, to a reset or a rebuild or a refresh. Or are you just dancing around and, and, and getting, you know, one big contract here that doesn't make sense? And, again, like we've always talked about, we can't make mistakes in our market, right? Yeah. I mean, we've got to make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. So um, he's supportive any way we go, but I think the right thing for us is to make sure that we continue to, to draft the right players, develop those players, and retain those players. But they have to be the right players. I, I'm actually down with that. I was down with that from day one because I do believe you guys have to, you you, you have to get the right methodology in place. The Rays just clinched their third consecutive playoff berth. There's no reason you can't duplicate what they're doing. When you look at the state of the farm system now, can you pro- project at as soon as possible date when you might have that kind of team ready to do that? Is it a year? Is it two years? Yeah, great great question. I, w- I would hope it's within a few years, but I think we could be competitive as early as next year. I mean, we're not competitive right now, and, and that kills me. It kills everybody in that building. Uh, but we have really good talent, especially at the lower levels, single A, double A, and we're showing that we're the results are there and that we do have that talent. But I think uh, we also have shown this year that we had guys ready to come up to the big league roster at, you know, from the double AA, A, triple A transition up. 
Um, we have so much talent in the farm system. I think we're ready to do that. The, the bridge is there. Let's go. And, and we're also going to be creative out there when it comes to trades, free agents, to supplement that roster and make sure that we can have a winning team. Look, the Giants didn't reinvent themselves. They didn't, you know, just scrap everything. They went out and they, they did a really nice job of getting supplemental talent that fit that roster, and they stuck to it. They didn't go crazy at the trade deadline. They said, we, we built this team to win, and I think a lot of people thought they weren't going to win. Well, they have. So I, I, I agree with you on the, the Tampa front. That's who we need to be. That's who other teams, I, I'd say maybe nearly half, want to be, you know, like Tampa, like Oakland, like teams that are consistently in it. Mm-hmm. But you have to be disciplined. You can't get off the track and say, okay, well, we're so close. Let's go get one or two more players. Let's, you know, go chips all in in the middle of the table. You have to be disciplined. You have to be committed to it. And I don't think we have been as much as we could be. Great stuff. Derek, thanks so much for the time and the insight. Always appreciate it. We'll talk to you next Thursday.